Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, the Eagles are back to work on this Wednesday of Week 5 as they get ready for the New York Jets. They had Tuesday off. I got the voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese, with me as he joins me every morning. Good morning, Merrill. What are the Eagles going to do as they get ready for the New York Jets? And really, a New York Jets team that isn't sure if they're getting their starting quarterback this week. Yeah, there's a lot of doubt about whether or not Sam Darnold is back, and he's well enough after recovering from mono. They say that uh, the size of his spleen has come down, but he's not 100% cured. So they're not counting on him right now. They're talking more about Luke Falk being the starting quarterback, and we saw him a little bit during the preseason. He's not a primetime quarterback. He was drafted uh, by Tennessee last year in the sixth round out of Washington State was picked up by the Jets this year, and he's just the the place filler until they get Sam Donald Donald back. But nevertheless, Eagles have to get ready for a very important game for a lot of reasons. Number one, you just righted the ship with a big win in Green Bay. And number two, after this game, you have a stretch of three road games against good teams at Minnesota, at Dallas, and at Buffalo. And Merrill, who stands out, Darnold or not, who stands out to you on the Jets? Well, they're a, a team with some dangerous people, particularly on defense. Uh, offense, the yeah, Robbie uh, Anderson, Robbie Anderson's a former Temple receiver. He's dangerous. And, uh, of course, the former Pittsburgh Steelers running back, Lavian Bell, he can still be a force. He's still one of the best running backs in the National Football League. Merrill, we're a quarter through the regular season. Uh, I was wondering what your evaluation is of position by position. So let's start on offense. Carson Wentz, what have you made of his play so far through four games? Well, Carson Wentz has played very well. He really has. He's had a couple of stretches early in games where he hasn't been quite there, but Lately, he's been outstanding. He's coming off a great game against the Green Bay Packers. And I think everybody, when you play as little as they do in game situations during the preseason, you have to round into form. But right now, he is healthy. And I think Carson Wentz is playing outstanding football. Let's move on to the running backs. And it's kind of a committee so far, which we're not surprised by. That's the way that Doug Peterson really has done it for most of his four years here. How do you think they've done? I think they're rounding in the form. I, I think you're talking about, finally, uh, for the first time in a long time, the Eagles have thunder and lightning. Thunder and Jordan Howard, he is a sledgehammer and lightning in Miles Sanders. Of course, Miles Sanders went through his growing pains, particularly in the Detroit game where he put the ball on the ground a couple of times. But he had another good game, very good game, uh, last week against the Packers. Both of them are terrific. It's good to see them have a tandem like that. And uh, I think Corey Clement is healthy again, and he's going to add some punch. Let's combine the next two, uh, uh, Merrill, the wide receivers and the tight ends. 
uh, since they're both of the pass-catching variety. Uh, wide receivers have obviously been shorthanded without Deshaun most of the way. Alshon's missed a couple of games, missed, missed a game. Uh, and then the tight ends, Dallas Goddard has been injured as well. Uh, how do you think that they've done despite not having the full group that we expected them to have? Well, when you don't have the full group, when you take Deshaun Jackson, who was their marquee back, out of there, and you take Alshon Jeffrey out of there, you've got uh, you've you've got a significantly lower level of talent out there. But they're back. Goddard was back, and he threw a key block and made a big catch, caught a touchdown pass the other night in Green Bay. Uh, you look at Alshon Jeffrey, he caught a touchdown pass. Uh, Aguilar didn't, uh, was not targeted much in the last game. I think one ball was thrown in his direction, and he had a couple of drops the week before. But believe me, Nelson Aguilar will have his big moments. He is still a very talented receiver. I don't know if Deshaun Jackson is back this week. Uh, if he is, of course, that's always a plus. I think considering the stretch they have coming up with those three road games, I think if there's any doubt, if he's not 100%, they would err on the side of, side of caution and keep him out of the lineup. But still, the, the receiving group is a very, very talented group. And the offensive line had a really, really good game against the Packers. Uh, I rewatched it a couple of days later after the fact because uh, I listened to you the night of, and then I rewatched it a couple of days later to hear what the TV guys had to say. And Troy Aikman kept talking about all the open holes the running backs had because of the offensive line. So they really performed well against Green Bay. Of course, Isaac Sayamalu had his struggles against Atlanta, so it's been a little bit up and down. Uh, but for the most part, Merrill, I think the offensive line has been as good as expected. Do you, do you agree? Well, I think they're one of the better offensive lines in the National Football League. And when you're able to have a running game and you have the backs to to exploit the holes that they provide, they just get better and better. Every offensive line is at a disadvantage if they have to pass block 50 times or 45 times in a game. But this is still a very solid offensive line. And at the moment, they've stayed healthy. And let's punch up the defense real quick, uh, Merrill. Uh, defensive line probably hasn't gotten enough pressure, the pressure that everybody hoped they'd be able to get, obviously missing a couple of guys at the defensive tackle position. And it's probably affected, as we've talked about before, the rest of the defense moving on back. What's been good about the defense and what hasn't been good? Well, what hasn't been good is the, the health of the defensive line. We were all set for Fletcher Cox to have Malik Jackson uh, to his side. And then if you have Malik Jackson and Fletcher Cox coming from the inside, you're talking about two forces. Now they can double Fletcher Cox, and plus Fletcher Cox is not 100% recovered from the foot injury and the surgery that he had in the offseason. But he's gotten better each week, and he had a solid game against the Green Bay Packers, but he's still not quite the player that he has been in the past couple of years. But I think he will reach that point very, very soon. And maybe even the off time between a game on a Thursday night and then a game 10 days later will be very, very good for him. So I'm not worried about Fletcher Cox. He's one of the top 10 defensive players in the National Football League. But then you lost Malik Jackson's backup and Timmy Jernigan. So again, you're using people like Akeem Spence and you're, you're just filling that spot. But it's, it's very, very tough. Uh, defensive ends, you haven't had the pass rush that you need. Although Derek Barnett is an emerging talent, he's going to get better and better. And Brandon Graham continues to make his plays. But the defensive line right now has not been a strength for this team. To have great pass coverage, you need the rush up front. And it's got to be better. 
And Merrill special teams again up and down like the defense they they've had you know they had the block field goal they've done some other good things they did give up the kick return touchdown what have you made of Dave Phipps unit Well Dave Phipps is one of the best special teams coaches in all of football and every unit will have its moments where they're exploited and that happened when they gave up a 100 yard kickoff return against the Lions however this is a pretty good unit, and as the people come back on the, the starting 22, then you're going to see the special teams unit get better and better also. It's always a reflection of your team and how strong the team is depth-wise. Now, here's the big thing about the special team. The kicking game has been outstanding. Yeah. Jake Elliott has been perfect. His kickoffs have been strong. His extra points, his field goals, he's been absolutely perfect in both categories. And I think Cameron Johnston is right near the, the top of the league in net average as a punter. And plus, he's done a great job of, of pinning teams deep. He is really an elite putter, and you see that week in and week out right now. Can't disagree with that. All right, Merrill, moving ahead, looking towards the Jets. Uh, memorable Eagles-Jets games. There haven't been money, many because they don't play each other that often because they're in different conferences. But there is one that sticks out to me in particular. It happened 26 years ago tomorrow. Week 5, 1993, October 3rd, Giants Stadium. Eagles beat the Jets 35-30. to And there was, a particular, there was a particular play at the end. That was memorable beyond anything, and I and I remember your call. I remember hearing your call. Eric Allen had a 94-yard pick six of Boomer Esiason to go ahead and win that game. What do you remember about that game? That might have been the greatest interception return I have ever seen in all my years of broadcasting the Eagles. Now, Eric Allen was a great back. Uh, he was a second-round draft choice and just a tremendous football player. And he picked off the pass on the six-yard line, and it wasn't just racing down the side of the field or into an open area. The field had jets all over the place, and Eric Allen went back and forth across the field making cuts, picking up blocks. And it, it seemed to take about five minutes because of all the twisting and turning and navigating he had to do. But take a look at that, and I believe that your ESPN used that as one of the outstanding plays of the entire season. But to this day, I can envision it, and I've never seen a more dramatic return of, a, of an enemy pass in my life. It was, I mean, it was a dramatic game. The Eagles were down 21 nothing in the second quarter, 28-14 in the third. Randall got hurt. He fractured his fibula. He was done for the season. Fred Barnett tore his ACL. But the Eagles came back with Bubby Brister. They went 4-0 after that win, uh, but they finished the season 8-8, eight and, eight, and probably in large part because they, they had lost Randall that, to that fractured fibula. Yeah, well, you, you take away Randall Cunningham and you, you put the ball in the, in the hands of backup quarterbacks and you lose your best wide receiver, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. And that's what happened to that team. Injuries just wrecked them. But uh, that Eric Allen play and the way they came back in that game will never be forgotten. Totally memorable. Absolutely memorable. Mer- and and as I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe as, as Eric Allen ran into the end zone with that touchdown, Randall Cunningham, with his foot in a boot, right. was standing at the base of the end zone, and Eric Allen tossed him the ball. Right, right. Well, Merrill, thank you for the time as always. Doug and Carson talk today. We'll get your thoughts on what they have to say tomorrow. See you, Dave. Voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.